This is Work of the Beat. It is Friday, December 17, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. Mike Kern will join us in a second. Give me what you can. And so will our special guest, uh, currently with SI.com, who uh, was a longtime writer at the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, and also... Uh, we should point out uh, Comcast Sportsnet Philadelphia when it was, um, you know, Comcast Sportsnet Philadelphia, and had spent a lot of years for the Ringer. It's John Gonzalez uh, talking to us live from uh, Los Angeles, California, uh, when we uh, have him on in a few minutes. We'll talk some Sixers. John is as plugged in on NBA stuff as anybody in this area. It was big during the process years can figure out what the hell's going on with them. And uh, we could touch on some other stuff. And obviously the biggest news in Philadelphia, as we record this at four o'clock is the idea that the Eagles game on um, Sunday is now an Eagles game on Tuesday. They will play uh, the Washington football team on Tuesday evening uh, at seven o'clock at Lincoln financial field because of, Washington's outbreak of cases, I believe it is now up to 24. Um, and so they are one of three NFL teams that have been postponed. So uh, three NFL games for the weekend that have been pushed back. Cleveland and the Raiders will play on uh, Monday as opposed to Saturday. And now the Eagles, Washington, and the uh, Rams, and I believe Seattle are both going to be Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. By the way, if you have tickets for Flyers Capitals, I would start trying to find a parking spot right about now uh, because that is also at the Wells Fargo Center, or scheduled at least for 7 o'clock on Tuesday. I'm wondering if that game may end up getting postponed. We'll also talk to Gons, I'm sure, about how we're really in this, it seems like this pattern where all these leagues have no idea how to handle Omicron. And the latest on the COVID uh, situation. So that's coming up. And so that's coming up next. John Gonzalez joins Mike Kern and I. That's next. We're going to be continues right after these messages. Well, it's the holiday season, and you always try to bring back some friends who may be away, and you know you just want to hear their voice, and you just want to feel good because you know you you miss them. It's been a long time, and so last week when I reached out to John Gonzalez, I'm like, "Hey, John, will you come on the podcast?" He goes, "Sure," and it's always good to see him, and I am thrilled that he that he is at Sports Illustrated now. You're doing podcasting, correct, for them? Uh, yeah, a little bit of A, a little bit of B, but look at the two of you. Oh. Handsome as ever. Oh, Miss yeah. the hell out of you guys. Yeah, I actually wanted to get your wife on, but Kevin overruled me, so <laughs> it was... That would have been uh, a better booking choice by you guys. Turns out her availability is uh, tougher than mine. I, I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing anything, sure. <laughs> and, and at this point... At this point, maybe people in Philadelphia don't really want to hear from somebody with the NFL after what's going on. So let me give the idea of the news breaking here on Friday afternoon that the Eagles are, in some people's minds, being punished because they now have to play on Tuesday night as opposed to playing a Sunday game against the Washington football team who had 22. Is it Tuesday night, Kevin? It is Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. Okay. Okay. Kind of before your, you ask before you ask John anything, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Will Washington have like? Does this mean that Washington will have most of these guys back? They don't or know. Will they still be right? So they could switch it three nights and still be in the same position for two nights. They could. Okay. In theory. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess kind of. What's your reaction from you know three thousand miles away to what you know what this? Given that the NFL had stated that teams that couldn't play would be subject to forfeit. I think that's where the confusion lies. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's trying to figure this out on the fly, right? Because, like, 
you know, my phone, I have um, various push alerts set for different sports leagues. And every time I get one from the NBA, it's about, you know, the next player, the next five players or eight players that are out. So it's not just the NFL that's having this issue right now. It's, it's across not just sports, but globally it's, we're seeing a spike. So it's not surprising to me that they push the game. Uh, to be honest with with you, I'm surprised that more games haven't been canceled uh, in the NBA and the NFL. And, and honestly, the NHL has had some issues as well. And there's also the border thing with them. Do you, are you thinking we're heading towards, I don't want to say a shutdown. That's not maybe the right term, but maybe a pause at this point, especially in the NBA where, you know, they, they, they rely a lot on those Christmas Day eyeballs, but you may not have every team playing at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're trying to avoid it, obviously, right? But uh, at some point, you you would think it's under consideration. I mean, I don't have any inside info on this, but just using common sense, you look at the Bulls, you look at the Nets, like a whole bunch of teams, uh, they're playing with like a skeleton roster, you know, guys that they're plucking out of the G League or like from your local YMCA, you know, it's KD. it was KD and, and seven dudes you never heard of. And Langston Galloway. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we heard Philly's heard of Langston yeah. Galloway, uh, a good hawk, but uh, it's tough right now. It's tough, and, and I don't think that there's a good solution. So I, I understand like Eagles fans uh, getting ticked off or the Eagles getting ticked off that they play on Tuesday and they have to turn right around and play again. But what's the solution here? I mean, there's no, there's only bad options. Mike? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's like we th- thought it was over. Right, because that's what we do. Yeah, you know, okay. Now there's then there could be another variant coming next year and another year after that. This this could be our lives, wh- whether we think so or not, for a long time. And it just there is like John said, there's there's no right option. There's no somebody you're going to either hurt Washington or you're going to hurt the Eagles or you're going to hurt Cleveland or you're and I'm just wondering like what if you're a league and you're sitting there, what is you know. Can, can Miami play with three starters out, but four is too many? Like, you know, it, it's almost well, like you're yeah. playing this by ear, and, it, and it's hard because, you know, you don't want to be the aggrieved party. But if the if the Eagles had 20 guys down this week, you'd probably be sitting there saying, hey, this is a good decision. Well, I, I'll say this, though, okay? And this is where I think Eagle fans may have a point. They made a big deal of <clears> – <throat> Trying to force everybody to get vaccinated, right? And that was the that was the talk and everything. Well, patient zero, supposedly for Washington, is Montez um, uh, Montez Sweat, and he was unvaccinated. And the NFL, when this all started back in July or August, when they came out with their COVID rules and they trumped up, you know, they had Shefty and Rap and all these guys say of. If you if an epidemic is caused by an unvaccinated player, a team will forfeit and have to pay the gate back to a team. It sounds like in my mind that that's caused the problem for the NFL. That the problem of saying implying a forfeit was out there has caused an issue for the NFL because now they on three games they didn't pull the ripcord on a forfeit. That's that's ahead, my John. issue. Go ahead, John. No, I mean, I mean, look, I, I get it. I, they did say that, um, and, and I thought that you know that they believed it at the time, right? That oh, you know, we've got all these protocols in place, and we're going to make sure that uh, we're vaccinating as many people as possible. And the ones who are like the Cole Beasleys of the world, if um, you know they're anti-vax and not following these protocols, they're going to be the ones who end up suffering. Okay, in theory, that's all awesome, and I'm all, I'm all on board for it, right? The NBA has done the same thing. Their vaccination rates in the high 90s, great. Mm-hmm. Except as we've learned, getting like, and I think everybody should get the vaccine. Everybody should get boosted, but it doesn't guarantee that you won't catch it anyway, and it doesn't guarantee that you won't spread it. So, in function, when the leagues start up, you can put all these things in place, but you can't plan for outbreaks, right? I mean, you can't plan for outbreaks, but you can't plan for Hey, what do we do when all of a sudden there's a massive spread because there's a new variant? Like you got to figure it out on the fly. And I think like nobody wants to go back to two years ago when it was, we shut it down. We're not going to play at all. You know, nobody's going to come to the games. Like I think they're just trying to keep it up and running and doing the best they can. And like, 
it's an imperfect world and the solutions are imperfect. sure and i agree with you i'm just saying i think that's what's caused the problem for the nfl in this case because you now have players saying well you said it would be a forfeit if this happened and it's not <laughs> happening that's where i think the issue is but well, they Kevin, want the gate right Kevin, they want to play those they want to play those games like yeah sure if i'm the eagles i'd be like chalk it up to a forfeit we'll take that w and we'll all have a week off yeah. But you, I mean, like the fans want to go to the game. You've got the TV ratings. You've got the concessions, like all the things that go into like making the NFL or any league profitable. They don't want to give that money up. No, they, and by the way, I'm sure Fox is not upset that they'll have Eagles on in a lot of the country. I'm sure on, uh, on Tuesday night, right, I mean, you get more yeah. football. Yeah. yeah. Unless I'm playing, unless I'm playing quarterback for Washington, then, then you might not want to see that. John, and I've also brought this up. I don't know if I brought this up with Kevin the other day or, or, but let's say, for the sake of argument, Washington's down 20 guys. Whatever. They, they, they don't have, you know. And they bring in some guy, the third or fourth or fifth string quarterback. And God forbid, because the Eagles are so much better that night, he gets hurt. You, you know, somebody comes through, creams him, breaks his leg. I, I don't know. Something bad happens. What's to stop that player from saying, hey, we, you know, we shouldn't have been playing? And, and everybody talks about the NFL wanting the money. Well, the players want the money just as much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to paint the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball or all of them saying, hey, they're trying to make as much money. Yeah, that, that's why they're in business. But I don't see the players saying, you know, yeah, we don't want to play 17 games because you're going to take money away from it. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, some of this, too, they're all in it together. If, they, if, if, if the players stepped up tomorrow and said, hey, we don't, we don't think any game should be played while this thing's going on. Okay. But they're not saying that. Did Kern, know, did, did Kern just quote High School Musical with "We're all in this together"? But go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, no, that I mean, but you know, I mean, if 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 the NFL players right now, as a group, as a mm. whole group, stepped I, up and said, "Hey, this is dangerous. We shouldn't be playing. Maybe we got to take a couple weeks or whatever." Do you really think they're going to say that? No. I mean, good luck well, on I mean, the NFL. We're kind, of, we're kind of putting this on the NFL, which is fine. It is the NFL, but I'm just saying they they are. You know, as much a part. I mean, without the players, you have nothing anyway. Good. I, I, I was going to say that, like, good luck on the NFL Players Association doing that because, yeah. like, it's such yeah. a weak union. But if, like, if you were, I think if you had a chance for any action like that to be taken, it would be the NBA just because, like, the union is sure. so powerful and sure. it's such a players' yeah. league. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, the players want the money too and they want to be out there and, like, look. It were if I were them, I'd want to. This is what you do for a living, right? You want to do it. I like it sucked when everything was shut down, but also as we're seeing, um, there are consequences to pressing forward. You know, no matter how many people you lose. Let me ask you on the field stuff: Has have the Eagles surprised you in any way to this point? <sighs> it's been a weird season, right? Yeah, like um, it, I am fairly typical of most Philadelphians in that man, they can fool me every single week. Like after the first game against the Falcons, I'm like, everybody's coming to LA for the super bowl. And then they won the tank uh, and they didn't play well. And I'm like, this is the worst team ever. Uh, they lose to the giants. Forget, forget it, blow it all up. They beat the jets. And I'm like, you know what? They might be onto something. So uh, they haven't surprised me so much as like, I don't know what to make of this team. Have has, the quarterback situation been resolved in your mind at this point? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know I mean, better than that. Well, no, but I'm, I'm saying, has it, have you kind of resolved that they don't have a quarterback either, either one of them? Here's what I know about Philadelphia. Nobody loves a backup quarterback more than Philadelphia. Right. And then like the minute they become the actual core, I mean, like, let's not forget that when Jalen hurts was the backup quarterback, everybody loved him. Now he's the starter. And everybody was like, mm, you know who I like guard Gardner Minshew. It was ever thus like going all the way back to like uh, Jim McMahon and Randall. Right. Yeah. Like we love that. We love that. So this will never be resolved. As long as there's a guy who's like semi-functional can stand upright and throw the ball like five yards. He could be the guy. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm of the opinion that they may actually decide to go with Jalen next year only because they don't see an answer in the draft or they don't see a way to fix it in the offseason. Uh, but to me, they're not, you're, you're, you're only going to go so far with Jalen. I like Jalen, but 
you're watching that game last night, and I'm not trying to compare him to Mahomes, obviously, or, or the guy on scene or the LA Chargers, but he can't make those throws. There, there's no way. I mean, yeah, I, I see. You know, he Herbert's throwing passes like lasers. Jalen can't. I mean, there's things Jalen can't do, and people to think he's going to learn how to do them. No, he may learn how to read defenses better. He may learn how to do things like that. Progressions. His arm is his arm, and his legs are his legs. And his legs will help you. And as, and as time goes on, his legs will help you less because that's just the way it works. And, you know, we're seeing what's happening with the guy in Baltimore right now who's way better than Jalen. But I, I just think, you know, to me, they, they, they've, for better or for worse, they've attached themselves to Jalen. He hasn't played horrible. If you make the playoffs, what, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, short of going out and trying to get Deshaun Watson if he clears up all his legal troubles or whatever – and and then you're giving up all your draft capital, you know, for that. And I just I, but I don't see the Eagles sitting in a room somewhere saying, "Yeah, we can go, we can go win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts." I I, and, and don't even throw Minshew into it. He's a fine backup. He's a good guy to have around. It was a great pickup. I'll throw a name at you. I'll throw a name at you seriously. And it's not Deshaun Watson. It's not any of the draft guys. How about Derek Carr? If well, the, I think he fits more into what. Uh, an NFL coach like Sirianni probably wants to do, yeah. Put him behind a better offensive line. What do you think, Guns? I mean, he has a – last time I checked, he has a job, right? Well, he also has an option Maybe. here, I believe, this year. Oh, it's oh. his call? Okay. Well, it's also – look, you're, you're talking a team that may end up blowing it up anyway because of the Gruden situation, and Mayock may be out of a job, so why not think about that? I mean, I think <sighs> – even when you have a quarterback in Philadelphia, you're going to have a problem. I get it. You don't really even have a, I mean, like McNabb was one of the great quarterbacks of his era and forever people were like, you know what? Got to get rid of him. Right. And he like, they, they were a winning team. I mean, same with Andy, right? Like, like he, he wasn't quite appreciated in the moment for what he, and I was as guilty of that as anybody. I mean, I was ready for him to go years before they finally said goodbye to him. But now in retrospect, you go, shit, they were really on to something. Can I curse on this thing? Yes, you can. Just, please. Okay. Just, please. All right. Right. Well, if not, bleep that out in post. But um, <laughs> you go, you go, because I know you have a huge production team. You'll yeah. just edit yeah. that right you're, out You're, you're staring said, at it. Said, as I said to John Cheney once on Daily News Christmas Eve, John, you can't say that. He goes, but I just did. <laughs> So, you know, he's a treasure, a treasure. So are you, but no, I mean like we in Philly, even if you had somebody who was like very established shy of like just South of like Mahomes or Tom Brady or something, right. Or Aaron Rodgers, like, could, can you ever imagine being comfortable with somebody uh, as your guy? Like we just don't do that. Well, let me ask you this, John, no, like Kevin said, if you, if you could go into next year with this line, maybe you add some pieces in with all with their draft picture. Would you feel better with Derek Carr as your quarterback than Jalen Hurts? Yeah, maybe marginally. I don't. Okay. I don't know how big. I mean, like, yeah, I think that in if you were just if you had to pick one, if it was an either or situation, I'd probably go with Derek Carr. But I don't know that it's an appreciable upgrade. I, okay. I don't think you're like. I don't think all of a sudden you're a Super Bowl contender just because you make that switch. Okay, fair enough. That's fair. But you know, the one thing we've also learned, and you know this, that they're they're going to make. They're going to take a big swipe at something because that's Howie. Howie's going to try to make, and I think at times he does it foolishly. I think a lot of times he does it foolishly, and he can't draft to save his life. Uh, but he's going to try to take a big swing. I think they're the danger of them making the playoffs is they are going to think that they're close to something, even if they're not. Would you agree? Yeah, that. I mean, that's probably true, uh, and I think. I mean, there's something to be said. I'm with you that like Howie's had a lot of misses, and we can all we've all talked about them ad nauseum, and right. um, that's that's obvious and that's fair. There's something to be said though for that like eternal um, belief that they are involved, right? That they are in the mix, yeah. Because there are plenty of organizations that are garbage and will always be garbage, and like the Eagles have their their ups and downs, they ebb and flow. There are seasons when they're better than than not. However, like even in this season like this, where you're like, they don't look that good. They're still in the mix, right? Like there's something to be said for like being in the mix, being in playoff contention, like getting into the tournament, having a shot. 
I don't know. I mean, it could be worse, I guess. Well, I, I don't know if this is a proper segue, but, you know, you talk about organizations that are garbage and everything. And I'll, I, I had on my agenda here, hey, we're going to talk Sixers next. Um, where are they? I thought you were going to talk Flyers next. Wow. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no. Uh, where are where are the Sixers? Stuck. I mean, it's it's been a talk about a weird season for the Eagles. It's been a weird season for the Sixers too, right? I mean, like they had all those. First, you have the Ben Simmons thing, which looms over everything, obviously. Then on top of that, like they just haven't been able to get into a rhythm. They had all those COVID issues, and like at the beginning of the season, those first what like ten games where they, they go great. eight and two, eight and three, they looked fantastic. <clears throat> and then Embiid gets sick, and then Toby gets sick, and then all of a sudden it's like. These supporting pieces don't look so good. And now you wonder, you know, what's the ceiling for this team? Like, how how far can they actually go? And I'm not overly optimistic about that. I mean, they have the problem, as I see it, is that after Embiid, Tobias Harris hasn't played that well. And then all these other guys are just guys. Like, with the exception of Maxi. Maxi has been better than advertised, better than I believed he would be. He's ascendant. And I'm like thrilled to watch him play. But like all these other guys are nice supporting pieces, right? But the whole team's made up of nice supporting pieces. You need more than that. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I think the, 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 obviously, look, the, the whole Simmons thing, it could ruin their season. I mean, you know, and I know that they've taken the stance. I get it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take as long as it needs to be taken because we're not going to trade. But at some point, you know, you're throwing away a season. You just are. And God forbid it goes in the next season. I, I don't think it would, but who, who do, what do I know? And I just think at some point, especially when you have a player like Joe, whose shelf life we don't really know what it's going to be. I don't know. And I don't see them getting what they want. I, I really don't. I don't see them getting that one player. They're looking to make a one-for-one trade is basically what they're looking for. They want to trade Ben and get back Levine or get back Dame or get back the guy in Washington. And that ain't happening. I, I hate to break this to him. Well, and, 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 I, I want and to the longer that Simmons doesn't play, I don't, you know, what are the people all of a sudden going to wake up next month and say, boy, I think Ben's a lot better now. And John, I mean, I want, John, I want to take this another way, kind of feeding on a different subject on this though. One of the biggest disappointments to me has been the head coach. Um, he makes a lot of excuses and some of his in-game stuff is baffling, especially, you know, when you're struggling offensively that he keeps going to Thibault as much as he does in, in starting lineups and, and extra minutes. And I, you saw Doc Rivers out in LA for a lot of years. Um, is this at all at Doc's feet or is this more Maury and just circumstance? Yeah, I mean, everybody shares in this, right? I think uh, part of it is roster construction, and I think Daryl would say that, you know, like if you got him alone and gave him the true serum, like this is probably not the roster that he'd like to have. Uh, he'd like to upgrade it, certainly, and there are plenty of places to do so. Circumstances played uh, a part. We, we outlined, like, what a weird year it's been for the NBA and COVID and, like, continuity issues. But sure, Doc gets some of this, too. I mean, I, my thing with coaches... And I said this like with Brett too, because everybody loved to to crush Brett for in-game decisions or whatever. There's probably like three to five coaches in the NBA who are better than everybody else. And then there are three to five coaches at the bottom that you really, really wouldn't want. And then everybody else is in the middle. And it's like, I don't know how much they impact. It's really hard to categorize. Like we right. don't have like a ton of info. Like unlike everything else that happens in the NBA that's like, analyzed and like broken down by data points up to and including like how far they run in a game, how fast they go, et cetera. Like what their, their sleep rhythms are when they're off the court, what they're eating. Like they break down everything. We don't have that kind of data for coaches. Like we don't know what doc's like in the locker room. We don't know what he's like in the facility, you know, like words that he says, what kind of impact do they have? Like, but is this, is this following a trend though? Is this following a trend with what happened with the Clippers? I mean, the Clippers were, it's, uh, this is sort of similar with the Eagles, right? Like everybody bagged on the Clippers um, for never getting to the Western Conference Finals. And I, I remember talking to JJ Redick about this, like during training camp one year out here. And he's like, you know, everybody says we haven't gotten there, but we will. Well, they never did, obviously. But 
the fact that they were in the mix, you got to give yourself an opportunity. This year obviously hasn't gone the way that the Sixers hope. As at present, they're like barely in the play the play in component. Right. But they're in the mix. So I mean, like I this is not the season that they would want. I think that they, you know, if Ben was actually playing, they'd be higher up in the mix. Um, but I don't know that them not being higher up in the mix is all on Doc. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, and again, if we go back, it's funny how, how one playoff series changed everyone. But if we go back to when the playoffs were starting last year, we love Doc. Mm. You know, they finished first in the East. Nobody thought they were going to finish first. Now, we didn't know if they could beat the Nets. As it turned out, we didn't know if they would have beaten the Bucks either, and they didn't beat the Hawks. But it just seems like everything from that Atlanta series when they blew a 26-point lead and an 18-point lead and they lost three games at home. And I just think people start looking at Doc in a different way. And the fact that he's lost three series now where his teams were up three to one. And I'm not – look, I don't know if Doc's good or – I know he's got a ring, so you can't – it was a long time ago, but still, he's got a ring. But, man, I'm, I'm like Kevin. We watch games, and you're just like – you'll see things, and you'll be like, why, how, what, where? <laughs> and, and, and you don't really get – you know, and, and it's, I think it's starting to get old. And the fact that they're not having a good season doesn't help. But, man, it's – and everybody likes Doc. I mean, he's well-respected. There's – no doubt about that, but man, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's tough sometimes, you know, because you're kind of rooting for him. I mean, I'm, you know, what the hell? I want to see him do well, but man, I, I don't know. You know, it's, I think like what you're talking about with some in-game decisions or rotations or certain players that he goes to, like you can always nitpick with that. I often find it uh, difficult for me to separate, separate out, Mike, what you were just saying about like how he's sort of well-liked or he's, He's fun to interact with. Like, yeah, for us, for what we do, I hope he never leaves. Right. Yeah, I mean, like for the <laughs> same reason that I, that I loved Brett, right. Yeah. Because you could have a conversation with him and it would always be something good. Doug, and Doug is like top of the media food chain when it comes to coaching quotes. Yeah. Doug Collins was good for that too. Right. Yeah. Doug was good. I mean, he was somebody that you could talk to, um, you know, like, and I know that like if the fans are probably a lot of your listeners do not care at all about what right. we're saying right now, but content is, is our profession, right? <laughs> like talking to people for a living. And sometimes you get people who can't string a sentence together or don't want to. Right. And like, we've been so fortunate with the Sixers, like the guys that they've had uh, as coaches who have just been like, sure, turn on your tape recorder. I'm going to jabber at you. Yeah. Yeah, I just think about where we were when the playoffs were starting last year. We all sat, and, and, and then we're there. they're going to be in the East Finals. We, we know they're going to be in the East Finals. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the East Finals or whatever. And then they didn't even, and then the way they lost it, it was the Hawks. I mean, and, and, then, and then the whole Simmons thing comes down, you know? And yeah. it's just like nothing good has happened. Well, how, since, how much longer can the Simmons thing really play on, you think? I mean, if you believe Daryl Morey in perpetuity. Yeah. I mean, when he said, okay. when he said, that in, this reality, gonna, in reality, in reality, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, I think he's dug in. I mean, it, it look at least it looks that way that he's dug in now. Like, you know, more players are now available to be tried. It was prior to you Wednesday, know, the, mid, right. the mid December deadline. It was like 60 something percent of the league that was available for trades. And now it's in the eighties. So maybe in that like uptick of 20%, that he finds somebody that he's agreeable to. I personally was sort of bummed out because I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I think he's going for that home run swing. But I, I thought like Brogdon, Lavert, and a pick would have been awesome. And then Brogdon signs that new contract and he's not available for trade. You know, CJ McCollum to me would be an upgrade over exactly nothing, which is what you're getting right now by not playing Ben Simmons. Uh, that evidently isn't going anywhere. Like that was floated and it doesn't sound like he's interested in that. So I, I don't know. I, if it was me, I probably would have pulled the trigger on one of these deals before, but he clearly is looking for something greater than. Let me ask you about something totally different from and a view you get now from 3,000 miles away, because I know you're mm -hmm. close to home. And, and, and you still you read the stuff back here, right? Always. What do you think of the landscape of just everything that is going on in the city in the sense of, the media is not what it used to be. These teams are struggling. Even sports talk's been a little kinder and softer. 
Um, it, maybe, maybe I feel it because I live it every day. I, I don't know how you feel for, you were a pretty, you were always a critical voice in the media about the media when you were here. Okay. And when you worked at the inquiry and when you did your NBC sports Philly stuff, oh, I'm sorry, Comcast sports that I'm not going to call it that other name. Uh, <laughs> kind of what do you, what do you see from 3000 miles away now? <clears throat> Um, I saw Glenn talking about this Mac now last week or two weeks ago when uh, it was reported that Gardner Minshew was yeah. coming out and the inquiry uh, didn't have it in the, yeah. Yeah. And he was, he was kind of worked up about that. And my, my thing was, it's not like, you know, the, the timing of it was late at night, early in the morning. It's not like they're like, you know, abdicating their responsibility to report this. Like sometimes, you know, things fall through the cracks or, you know, the timing is, is difficult like from the media perspective how do i it sounds to me like you think that no I, the, the philly media has like lost its fastball or it's or it's grit I, or it's like anger and i don't i don't see that personally but like the the media that i grew up with and that i i think I that's where with, i'm going with it's it's a little more cheerleaderish in some not everybody not everybody by any stretch of the imagination yeah because so so that part is something that i always kind of like I was slightly different on like not so much cheerleaderish as okay. So as journalists, this, this might be a little too insane baseball, but let's right. do it anyway. Sure. As journalists, we're always taught like John, nobody's you know, listening. Don't worry about it. We got to have a really, <laughs> we got to, that's a lie. You guys are world renowned. Um, we have to have like our journalism hats on. Right. And we have to divorce ourselves from any sense of fandom. And I always thought it was completely within bounds to be like, I'm from Philly. I've watched these teams my whole life. Uh, you know, that you've got the Eagles Super Bowl stuff behind you. I was at that Super Bowl, thrilled to watch them win. Now, that doesn't divorce me from being critical, from like being like, oh, these are my teams. I'd like to see them succeed. I, I love watching him beat. I've covered him literally since he came into the league. I could certainly say, hey, he hasn't had the season that he had last year, right? right? Or the Sixers, like, you know, X, Y, and Z is wrong with them, but hey, wouldn't it be great if they won a game or beat the Hawks last year? So, like, that's one thing where I, I always kind of, like, took my leave. But to your original point, um, for I, I, I idolized the Philly sports media. Like, it's something that I've looked up to since I was a kid. And, like, Mike and, and Jensen and all those guys who took me under their wing when I was coming up, that was incredible for me. And I, I do wonder about, like, the next generation – like who's going to do that, right? Like who's yeah. going to bring everybody along? Maybe that's where I was going more. Mike, would you like to comment on this? No, because it <laughs> it, it is what it is. I'll, Kevin, I'll keep I mean, I'll keep I'll hang out there by myself. Then go Kev, ahead. Kev, no, no, no. Times change. The world is changing, Kevin. Mm -hmm. You've lost a job because of it. I took a buyout because of it. Uh, the people that we all know aren't there anymore for the most part. And we can sit here and lament it. I, I hate reading some of the stuff. You know, you got 23-year-old people learning on the job at the Inquirer. That's what they've chosen to do. Maybe the readers don't care that the stories they're writing maybe aren't the stories we were writing 10, 15 years ago. I don't know. I, I don't know this. I know what I, you know, but things change. It's, it's just like the journalism we did might not have been what they were doing in the 60s and 70s. You, you know, and, and maybe some of those guys from that era said, oh, you know, Mike Kearney ain't the same guy. You know, he's not. I, I don't know. But us saying it's like, yeah, we ain't going to like know. it. It sounds like we're old men yelling at clouds. Well, I yeah, but it just sounds like we're, we're and, and we can do that. I mean, we, we can say, hey, I, I you know, I TV, you know, I, I wish a lot of things were the way they used to be. But again, I'm 63 years old and, you know, I lived through a really great time. I was part of a great time of sports journalism in Philadelphia. And sadly, you know, if I was, you know, 40 years old right now, I don't, I, I, I wish I had an answer. The answer is the business is going down the toilet. So how do you remedy that? And I, 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 I you know, yeah, I don't and know. I, and I should point out, it's not, I'm not singling out the Inquirer. I'm not, no, singling, no, out no, 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 I'm not singling out NBC Sports Philly. No. Although I know that's been a subject that has been brought up a lot in the last year or two. Because, um, Kevin, it's a business. Yeah. It's not, we don't see it as a business. We saw it as a way to write stories, to get to people. Yeah, we were making a living doing it. But 
they, they, they've divorced themselves from what they were because they want to make money. I mean, and they saw that the other way, I guess they didn't think they were making money the right way they wanted to. And, and the bottom line in the whole world is it's a business. It, it's not, it, it's the fun and games department, but only to a certain extent. And that is just going away. It's, I wouldn't want to be, a, if I was like a 23-year-old kid now, I don't know if I'd want to get in, into our business. Maybe I would. It would just take on a different, you know, you'd have to maybe have more skills like John has, well, you know. And and that's where I want to, to take it. Are, do you feel like you've your skills have had to adapt because of the modern industry? Me? Um, I don't know. I always liked doing a little bit of everything, right? I mean, like that was just something that interested me from – even from when like newspapers were still king, right? I still wanted to like hop on a microphone or stand in front of a camera and jabber. And to me, they're all sort of intertwined. Um, but I, I do, I do remember like my whole life coming up. I was like, man, you know, like Bill Lyon is an incredible columnist. If yeah. I could get a column at the Inquirer, the Daily News, yeah. that would be the last job I'd ever had. And then I got a job as a columnist at the Inquirer, and I was there for three years. <laughs> so it's like, that's just like to what Mike said, yeah. that's just the business now. And it's kind of like you're hopping from I, one lily pad to the next and you're I, trying not to get your feet wet. I hate to invoke Cheney's name again, but about 20 years ago, I'll never forget this. There was a group of us, I don't know who, who was all there. And he said, he goes, you guys are all getting into radio and TV. And he goes, that's because you know, the newspapers are going down. <laughs> I mean, and he was right. That's why we all we didn't see it that way at the time. But when we all start doing daily news live or doing whatever else we were doing, um, it was because we were working two jobs because we 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 kind of knew. I knew twenty years ago that at some point the daily news wasn't going to be there. I didn't know exactly when or where or how, but that was just the way it was going. Uh, and there's nothing I could do to stop it. I I, I would have loved to have worked another five years if the daily news could have been the daily news, but you know what? I was probably lucky to get as much time as I did. Let me, uh, let me wrap this up uh, with John here, Uh, John, I'm going to give you an unlimited pass. You can change one thing in Philadelphia sports right now. What is it? Wow. Um, That's an, that's a put me on the spot. Very broad. Uh, Sure. One thing, one thing in Philly sports, I would like to, to resolve the Ben Simmons situation. I mean, like they need somebody, in there to actually play. Uh, and even if it was actually, even if it was Ben Simmons, I mean, like, look, I was as critical of Ben Simmons as, as, as anybody, but just simply ha- I mean, he was, despite the fact that he doesn't shoot and doesn't shoot well, at least in the regular season, there are a lot of things that he does well and that can influence a game. Now the playoffs are an entirely different matter, but just even having a warm body out there, uh, instead of nobody would be awesome. So yes, like I'd like to resolve the Ben Simmons situation. I don't know how the, the problem John great. is. I agree with that ain't going to happen, but I agree. But the problem is the playoffs are where you're judged and coming off last year's playoffs. Yeah, it was killer. No way you could ever go into another set of playoffs thinking that he's going to come through with you because the first team's going to play hack a Ben, you know, they're going to do all the same things that Washington did and the Hawks did, and it ain't going to have a happy end. It, it just is. Um, but I agree with you. I, 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 you can't play a whole, it's almost like they're playing the season with him injured. Basically, yeah. you know, like he tore his knee. Okay. He's out, yeah. you know, John Gonzalez of SI.com. Are you spending the holidays in California or are you uh, returning home? Yeah. Uh, sadly, I would love to come back, but Colleen who, uh, in addition to be my wife is, the most talented media person in our house has to do uh, double headers on Christmas day. So make sure you watch Colleen Wolf on NFL network on Christmas day. <laughs> and then again on uh, new year's day. So we'll be out here. Do you ever get back John much? I mean, do you, is, is, yeah, we were, um, when was the last time I was home? I was home. Oh, for Thursday night football. So Colleen had never done a Thursday night football in Philly, in Philly before. No way I was going to miss that. It was really cool to see everybody. Uh, and then of course the Eagles, did what the Eagles do, which has made me think that they might win the game. So I stayed for the whole thing. Hey, that was weird. 
going to a game and not working was so, I mean, like, I know yeah. that that's such a, like a privileged thing to say, right? Like, oh, it is, but, but it is, but is weird. If it's you weird. Just a fan. Absolutely. I, like I went and I was like, what do people do? Like what? Like I, I don't have a computer in front of me. Like I'm not talking to the guy next to me about like, you know, stat X or storyline Y and I had a beer. It was kind of fun. Did, did you, did you really have your wife fly back with an Angelo's pizza? Oh my God. MVP status for her. So yes. Yes. Um, shouts to Brian Startari who knows the guy who runs the spot and like everybody, anybody who's been over to Angelo's knows that like the place is incredible, but uh, like a side effect of that is that it's hard to get in. It's hard to get your stuff, whatever. So she got an order. She, this story gets crazier. Kev, I'll tell you real quick. She gets the order, uh, pizza, multiple steaks. She's flying out of Newark. She shows her, and she flies out of Newark, so she had to go to Newark. And when she gets on the plane with this, she's running through the airport with her bag and the Angelo's pizza and the cheesesteaks. She barely makes the plane. She goes to toss it overhead. The guy next to her goes, man, you're uh, you're really carrying a lot of stuff right there. It was Kelsey Grammer. Oh, so she was, Kelsey Grammer's like, do you want you just got on the on the plane with a, a giant pizza and two cheesesteaks? So, yes, MVP status for my wife. That is and they, they actually. They were okay when they got there. Yeah, I mean, thermal. You know, leave a pizza out overnight and then heat it up in the yeah, morning. You don't yeah. die. How come, hey, Kevin, how come you and I have never been to Angelo's? And how come nobody ever brings me Jack in the Box back when I ask them? I ask Joe Giuliano all the time. Oh, they won't last. Well, Joe doesn't hey. like you. Well, that Can yeah. We, I, Go ahead. Yeah, While we're talking point. about this, Kern, you would love Angelo's. I, you should get over there. But, where, is, um, where is it in Jersey? It's, no, it's not in no, Jersey. No, it's it's right. It's right near Ralph's. It's down it's the street in, from uh, Ralph's. Yeah, it's in oh, QV. No, I'm. I got. I'm there. I'm. I'm there. Yeah, it's really, really good. Highly recommend the cheesesteaks. The pizzas are excellent. Speaking of the cheesesteaks, though, uh, Kevin, I know. I know that you know about this, but like the one day I'm just sitting there watching Food Network or whatever, and. John's roast pork pops on and who's out there, but an ambassador Kern singing yeah, the praises uh, of the cheesesteaks. It was amazing. And the I, ratings for that had to be through the roof because no, of wait a minute. Was that the roast pork sandwich or the cheese? I think it was the you, roast pork. sandwich. I think it was the roast pork, but I, yeah, I think it was you like said the, something like, like the cheesesteak was good, but you, you can't ever get past the roast pork I, or something. like I, that. Actually, the cheese, I know people to tell me that I've had the cheesesteaks. I mean, but, yeah, the, the, you know they like the cheesesteaks better. That they're actually better. They places they would rather go for pork, but they call it John's roast pork for a reason. That's all I know. And when you get it with the meatballs on top, and the sharp provolone and the long hot, oh my god! See that he's doing it again. Give this man an Emmy. Yeah, man. <laughs> made for television. He, 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 he's he's guy. He, he he really should be Fieri at this point. You know, <laughs> I, I could be that. Fieri. Yeah, I know. I know you think you could. <laughs> Gons, I very, can't cook like I can't cook like guy. But. Well, I, I've been to his restaurant. They aren't really that good. Anyway, uh, ooh, ooh, Gons, I'm loving I'm loving Kern's uh, Blair Witch Project approach to this podcast. All I'm seeing is like a moving camera. No, nah, really I saw my plug came out, so I had to pull. I had to put the plug in. <laughs> my my dog wants me to feed her, but she's going to have to wait. Uh, Gons, Merry Christmas. Best to Colleen. Uh, thinking of you. Miss you guys out there and. Uh, Good luck. We'll see. You. We'll talk to you again soon. Hey, maybe the, maybe the Eagles will be playing the Rams in the first uh, round playoff game. You guys, well, if that happens, come on out here. Stay at our place. I be love careful, seeing you guys. Careful what you wish for, pal. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for everything you've done for me throughout my career. Like you guys are the absolute best. It's been too long. Next time I see you, we're overdue for hugs. Absolutely. Got it, John man. Gonzalez joins us from Sports Illustrated, and we'll be back on Working the Beat right after this. Our thanks to John Gonzalez for joining us here. Uh, Mike, Mike, I know always one of your favorites. Yeah. John's a good guy. Yeah. We, um, there was a few times, you know, when, he, when he was first coming along as, yeah, he, cause he had a different, yeah. Okay. But no, John's, John's fine. He's, um, and he's done well for himself. So yes, you know, he has. people that do well for themselves, he married well, you know, um, but hey, you, you know, always bring that up. <laughs> well, hey, look, it, it, you know, he outkicked the coverage. What are you going to do? The um, but you know, and I, and I think John's one of those guys. California looks like it agrees with John. Yes, like I think if you or I were out there, I think we kind of look out of place. Maybe, yeah, you know, I'm not sure, but he just looks. He looks L.A. 
When you well, see, like, I could live in like Vegas or anything, but I've never spent enough time in California to determine if I could live. I've never been. I think California, it's just different. So. They have a different kind. Of, I just, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in California, so I should. But I think it's just, it's. I, I don't think it's a place I would want to live. Right. That's just me. Uh, you know, I can see myself living somewhere in the south where there's a where it's warm and there's a beach or something or. You know, until the first hurricane comes along. But um, there's but, certain places where I just think California, I, I don't know, maybe I could. But, Who knows? I, I guess, you know. Let, let's do a couple quick hit topics before we get out of here. Um, Urban Meyer. Uh, yes. Are you surprised? No. no. I mean, surprised that he didn't like last a year? Yeah. Look, look at all the things he's done in 10 months. I mean, he hired that coach, right? That he shouldn't. That, that everybody with the, just, with the racial incidents. He, and, he, yeah. he bought in Tim Tebow, who hadn't played in ten years, eight years, whatever it was. Uh, on and on and on. look, he is the second greatest college coach of his year, behind Nick Saban. That ain't bad, okay? But we all know, you know, there was like twenty-eight arrests in Florida, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and some I'm incidents saying, in Ohio State too. Yes, and and. The, but when you're in college and you're the person, when you're the most powerful person in the state, pretty much, you can get away with that. You know, you can get away with being an idiot or being because you're winning mm-hmm. national championships. Yeah. And, you're, and, you're, and I, I'm convinced that if Urban Meyer went back and coached in college again, he would do the same thing again. By the second year, they'd be winning 10 games because that's he did it at Bowling Green, he did it at Utah, he did it at Florida, he did it at Ohio State. And I don't blame him for taking the challenge and taking the money. I mean, but I, I never had good vibes about that hire at all. And look, the guy in Arizona is doing a great job. He's a college coach. Matt Rule, we'll see. Um, you know what Matt does in Carolina. If you don't have a quarterback, it's hard. But when you're a franchise that just took this quarterback who's supposed to be pretty good, we're going to find out at some point. And they're, it's a sad franchise. I mean, this team almost made the Super Bowl the year the Eagles made the Super yeah. Bowl. But since then, you know, it's it's been horrible. So I think the owner made a bad mistake. Now, who he would have bought in instead, we'll see now who he brings in. I hear Doug Peterson's name has kind of been mentioned a few times, and that's an interesting, you know. Be an interesting mix, be, yeah. It might not be a bad choice. I mean, as long as you're <laughs> going to give him a couple of years to bring the quarterback along to get players. You can't win in this league without a quarterback. Which the Eagles and the Eagles have quarterbacks who, who you know they're not horrible. They're just not probably good enough. Uh, you can't look around the league. Carolina, no quarterback. Um, Jacksonville, I mean, for a rookie, you know, he really hasn't done much, and the, the team hasn't done much. And you could go on and on and on. And the teams that don't have quarterbacks, you know, the, the Chicago. I mean, they haven't had a quarterback since Sid Luckman. I mean, um, and and then when you have a quarterback, you have a chance as we saw in last night's game with both of those teams. And I know Patrick Mahomes hasn't been Patrick Mahomes this year, but he was pretty good, you know, late last night. So, and he's thrown to some pretty good guys, which makes a big difference too. But Urban Meyer was like a a total fish out of water in the NFL. I was reading a story today where he said to one of the coaches, I can't remember which coach it was, Denver coach, early in the year after they played him or something, he shook his hand and said, he goes, my God, every week I feel like I'm facing Alabama. Right. Well, yeah, it, it's the pros ain't college. I think what found that out. Lou Holtz found it out. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think what I'm, I think what I, what I'm surprised by is Meyer ran a system that wasn't. I mean, it wasn't as like there are some guys like you know. Look, uh, there were some guys who came from college to the pros that we felt. We're not going to make. I thought Meyer could have adapted. That he's a smart guy and he would have adapted. But his well, ego people got didn't in the think way. King, people didn't think Kingsbury was going to be able to do it. No, because that's true. He did. Uh, here's the problem, Kevin. I don't. It's not all about scheme. When you're in college, you're dealing with 21 year old kids right. who you have complete control over. You're the dictator. It's a fiefdom. I mean, it's a dictatorship. The NFL, even though it's a dictatorship in the sense that, yeah. You got to answer to Matt Rule, but and there are exceptions like Belichick. Belichick's Belichick. There's only one Belichick, and he can be that kind of guy. Urban Meyer can't come in and and 
coach him up like he's playing Michigan State next week. It's right. it's not. And in college, he's picking his players. You know, so I mean, you know, he's going out and getting five All American quarterbacks or five All American linemen or this or that or the other. And um, it's just different in the pros. It's it's you know, Nick Saban when he was with the Dolphins for the two years. If they had gotten Drew Brees, maybe he would have succeeded at Miami. I don't know, but they didn't get Drew Brees. He went to college and won six more national titles. So I just think there's some guys who are – I don't know if Nick Saban could have ever succeeded in the NFL. Now, Pete Carroll did after failing in the NFL mm-hmm. and then going to USC and winning there. But more often than not, I, I it, it's just I, – I just didn't like – I just didn't think – you know, here was a guy who stepped away twice because of stress. Or whatever, you know, at Florida and at Ohio State. Now he's going to come back and coach in the NFL with a team that stinks, even though you got Trevor Lawrence, you know. And, and there was just too many stories coming out of Jacksonville in the last three or four weeks about the players. When the players start talking about you, that's not a good sign. And when Trevor Lawrence started saying some things, that's really not a good no, sign. And that that may have been – well, the last straw was obviously the kicker – the kicker yeah. – end of it but uh, Kevin what coach loses a game doesn't fly home with the team flies to Columbus and then gets in a video with a girl really that and and you and then you got to go in and dress your players the next day and say what not good no yeah I, I once that happened I was almost surprised they didn't let him go then but I guess I was only like five or six games into it but that, that's a sign to me of immaturity. Like, you know, and he's 50 some years old. I mean, you know, so you're going to, you're going to discipline your players after that. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, we'll see. Hey, I think, I think I'll bet you Doug Peterson's probably got a better than 50, 50 chance getting that job. Well, it would be a good fit. I mean, Doug's already in Florida and right. he's used to having a young quarterback. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and, yeah, and you know he's—it's he, not exactly a—it's not exactly a fierce media market. They will be happy to have a guy who is Super Bowl champion behind his his name. Yep, um, you know it—it it, it makes a, a lot of sense to think that Peterson will end up there. Well, he's going to get another shot. I mean, look, let's face it. And he's starting, to do, is, and he's starting to do the interview circuit, which tells you that. Sure. Yeah, but the question is, do you want? Even though you have Trevor, and look, we don't know how good Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Right. But do you want to start on a team that's that bad? Now, most coaches are getting, you know, you're, the job you're getting is the Jets, you're getting the Giants, you're getting Washington. These are the jobs that come open, Chicago. Sure. You know, you're not stepping in with an 11-win team. But I think the most people would think you can build around Trevor Lawrence. Whether you can or you can't remains to be seen. If the team around him stinks, I don't know if it matters how good the quarterback is. But, you, I, I mean, I got to believe – Starting with Trevor Lawrence is better than, you know, when Matt Rule went to Carolina, or you know when it, when you think of all the other bad teams in this league. Yeah. So I I, I mean I look I, I wish Doug all the best and and if that's where he ends up, hey, good for him, and then he'll get a chance to show, you know, and, and I'm sure he'll get three or four years. Yeah. To try to figure it out and um. You know, see what kind of – I mean, he's not getting right, I guess. He's going to be you – know, see who he gets as his coordinators and what he wants to do. And mm-hmm. um, Yeah. Well, the first bowl game of the bowl season, 44 First to 42. First to 42. 42 uh, was completed this afternoon. Um, oh, it was played already. Oh. Middle, Middle Tennessee beat Toledo in the Bahamas they Bowl. They beat the Toledos. The Toledos were 10.5-point favorites. Yes, they were. And uh, um, Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina tonight in the uh, Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. Mike, Northern G- Illinois. Is, is Rod Carey coaching in Northern <laughs> Illinois? <laughs> uh, that is being played in Orlando. So, uh, and, and in the Mario, there's like eight bowls, which is kind of ridiculous. But Well, they got to play. Six of them. Apologies. I got to do a podcast tomorrow where we got to talk about the college bowls and stuff. So I'm filling in for Girardi. So, look, people will bet them, man. That's the reason they exist, Kevin. I mean, now to pick quarterbacks not playing in his bowl game, 
two Notre Dame guys I don't think are playing in their bowl. Williams and Williams and um, uh, Hamilton are not playing. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what it is now. This is, you know, if you're not in the playoffs, this is why I tried to explain to you when you were rooting for them not to be in the playoffs. That's fine. But you're going to play in a second-rate bowl game is what it's going to amount to, that your best players aren't even playing. Um, And... You know, I can't blame them. No, I can't either. Happened, but what happened to the Notre Dame linebacker? You know, three or four years ago, when he tore his leg up or whatever he did. So, um, but I mean, do you really want to watch Pitt in a bowl game without the quarterback? And it's a major bowl too. Well, it's yeah, a peach bowl. I know. I mean, well, it's... Notre Dame is a major bowl. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a big. You know, that's a New Year's Six bowl game. I mean, um, I, I just look the whole bowl thing. That, that's why I'm just I'm almost the opinion you have a 16 team playoff and maybe you have like six other bowl games. It'll never come to that because all the teams in Conference USA want to go to bowl games, you know, so they can say, hey, we're six and 21 teams in bowl games are six and six. Mm-hmm. One is six and seven, Hawaii, which is hosting the Hawaii Bowl. Well, and, so, and you know why that these bowls are all operated. It's basically for one. It's for one entity. It's for ESPN. ESPN sure. loves this. Right. Well, that's fine. If ESPN loves it and they're putting up the money, hey, go for it. But I know fans aren't – a lot of these fans don't really show up. No. Um, But, again, Kevin, it's – it's there's I mean, there's got to be like, what, 135 Division One teams now? Yeah. It was like 120 when I was covering it. And I know there's been about eight or ten more that have gone to up up since then. And, like, you know, 42 games, that's 84 teams go to bowls. What is the big deal about going to a bowl? Anymore? A bowl used to be a reward for a good season. Now it's just, hey, we're getting bowl eligible. Well, you know, we're six and six. And there's also, it, it's pretty clear, like, you know, I hate saying it this way, but, like, Fenway Park has a bowl game. Yankee Stadium has a bowl game. I mean, they're, they're, it's just a, a grab by a lot of communities who. I'm surprised Philly doesn't have a bowl game, you know. Played at Northeast High. You know, call it the the Northeast Bowl. I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I don't even know what they do them for anymore, because I I don't think half these kids want to be at the bowls. I, I don't. You know, it, it's. I mean, of, of these games, honestly, God, Kevin, if I watch three or four of them, it, it'll be. And I'm mm-hmm. college football guy. I don't care. I I mean, I might like like if Notre Dame's playing Oklahoma State. And the quarterback and, and their guys were playing, or if the pit quarterback, I, I might watch that game. Right. right now, I'm not going to. So now you got Alabama, Cincinnati, which will probably be a drubbing, and then you got a, what could be a good game, Michigan and Clemson, and uh, Michigan and um, Georgia, and then you'll have the championship game. Another, and maybe the Rose Bowl is usually a good game to watch, mm-hmm. uh, just because. Although I don't know. Well, it's Utah. I don't know if anybody cares about Utah, but Ohio State, people will watch because it's Ohio State. But, again, it's just not – bowl games used to be special. Yeah, they used to. They, they were special, and that's what made them, you know, and now they're, 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 the, the specialness is just fading. It's, you know. All right, so that's it for us uh, for this week. We're back next Thursday. Uh Obviously, the Eagles being now Tuesday, there's no reason to do a show until we know what happens there. Wednesday, I've got some things going on. It's the last day for me at school before Christmas. And so uh, we'll do a Thursday. We'll do a Christmas extravaganza uh, on Thursday. And then the following week, we'll have our annual year-end show uh, where we'll review the year. Um, Mr. Silski is going to be on it, I believe he said. Uh, Mr. John Johnson has agreed to be on it. So, uh We'll have our normal end the year roundtable, which I know. Um, all I know is this: the Eagles better not lose this game because of all the things that happened. And if they lose, I don't want to hear them bitching about well, the game got moved, whatever. The all it I know is to Joe Webb. It started at yeah, that's right. Remember that one? Yeah, that was that's that's a painful one. The the line started at two and a half. Went to- so if you were smart enough to bet the Eagles on Monday. At laying two and a half, the line is now like ten and a half or eleven. Was up now, to thirteen this afternoon. Okay, think of the middle that you could potentially have going for you. That never, ever, ever, ever happens. Even usually in college football, like we've seen some line movements in the bowl games when people say they're not going to play. Think about this, Kevin. 
you could have a 10-point, 11-point middle. Yeah. That's a lot of middle. I mean, that, you, know, you know, the Eagles might not win by 14. Maybe they only win by 10 or 7 or whatever. And you got them, you know, the two and a half. I mean, the, the people in Vegas must just be having nightmares about this stuff because they have to post lines because they, they're trying to make money. But they could get burned, maybe. You know, or the betters could get burned. Who You know, who yeah. knows? Like, it usually happens more often than not. But, yeah, the Eagles can't. This Now, what I worry about a little bit is the rematch in two weeks because maybe Washington won't be, won't be in any kind of mood two weeks from now. I don't know. No, that's fair. We'll see. All right. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Eagles got four games left. How many? What, what do they go? What's their record in the four games? Two and two. Okay. See, I think two and two is the worst they can do. I, I, I don't I agree with that. I don't see them losing to the Giants, and I think right. we'll take one game against Washington. I think they have a better chance of going three and one than they have of going one and three. Yeah. So that probably means that they could be in the playoffs. You know, as the seven seed, I or, I, yeah, I guess the seven seed, right? I don't think, I mean, the Rams are probably going to be the fifth seed, right? Yep. If they don't win the division, and and who who San Francisco's after that? Or am I losing track? Of uh, I, San Francisco and the Vikings, right, are still ahead of them. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the Vikings, the Vikings schedules is is harder than the Eagles, I believe. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think we're going to get a playoff game. I really do. We'll see. I, I yeah. So eh. all right, okay, man. Thanks, Mike. Be our, good. All right. Thanks to John Gonzalez for joining us. And our thanks to you for joining us. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. This has been Welcome to